Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will talk about betting on the Heisman in just a bit, but first, check out the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder, with more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips. You will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Do not miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. One bit of college football news that uh, is both uh, related to the Heisman and uh, also, I guess, to team futures in general. Uh, Utah could be in some really big trouble. Uh, Cameron Rising uh, certainly getting some Heisman attention as far as being a value play. But it sounds like Brandon Rose, Utah's presumptive starting quarterback, if Cam Rising isn't healed from his ACL injury, he was hurt during a scrimmage. And hard to say because Utah keeps things close to the vest. They don't talk about their injuries very much. But apparently Rose was hospitalized for a time. It doesn't sound promising for a start 16 days from now, Aaron. Yeah, uh, Utah's head coach spoke yesterday, and that is the last time we'll hear from him until, I believe, August 28th. But as you said, Cam Rising is not 100%. Will he play? It doesn't seem like he will. Um, And if he doesn't go, Rose also has an injury. So they could be starting a third-string QB. It sounds like at this point it will be Rose, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on in terms of the number, the injury status, who's going to be available. Not the way you want to start the season if you're Utah. Not to mention with all of the great quarterbacks in the Pac-12, you need every edge you can get. And if you have injury concerns at that position, that could definitely jeopardize Utah's chances of winning the conference. All right, class is now in session. Today's topic, we are going to discuss betting on the Heisman. And let's start with a pop quiz, shall we? True or false, betting on the favorite to win the Heisman is a good approach. Who would like to field this one in the class here? Uh, Ms. Hawksworth. Yes. I think it's a great idea because right now you can get like five to one on the favorite. It seems like it's always these big names and top schools who we expect to win it all. So I think it's a great idea. 
Ms. Hawksworth, uh, you are sadly mistaken. Betting on the favorite is not a profitable venture. Last year when Caleb Williams won it, his odds were third shortest, which is actually chalky when it comes to context for this honor. Since 2009, only one favorite has gone on to finish first, and that was that was uh, Oregon's Marcus Mariota in 2014. Oh. His odds were plus 425. In fact, on more occasions, the Heisman winner wasn't even on the board to start the season than was the betting favorite. It's also worth noting since 2009, more often a favorite didn't even finish in the top three in voting, then finished first. And so betting on Caleb Williams as a sizable favorite at five to one per bet MGM is not a profitable venture. It doesn't tend to work out. So second question for the class, the team the Heisman contender plays for must be in playoff contention. Who would like to take this one in the class? They must be in playoff contention. Um, Ms. Hawksworth. Yes. I think it's a great idea because you just want to have the name recognition. It has to be a successful team or else why would they be winning the Heisman, right? I mean, it's like, it seems odd that a team who's not very good that the quarterback would win that award. So I'm going to say yes. And you are correct. You're one out of two so far, Ms. Hawksworth. Even though Williams and his USC Trojans didn't actually make the playoff, had they won the Pac-12 championship game, they would have been in the playoff. So they were mighty, mighty close to that. And since the college football playoff began, 18 of the last 27 players who finished in the top three each season, they made the final four. Nearly all of the nine who didn't at least came close and almost won their conference. So team success does have a good bit of correlation. We talked before about the importance of the quarterback position to overall team success. Well, that's something that voters really believe they embrace that concept and because a lot of quarterbacks or a lot of Heisman winners are quarterbacks that happens to work out it's interesting this year because while some quarterback races are unofficially over very few have officially been decided and named and so those quarterback competitions uh, make this approach interesting and unusual this year but two guys I like when it comes to Teams that will very much be in playoff contention and looking at the respective quarterbacks. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy is someone who's getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. And Clemson's Cade Klubnick. New offensive coordinator Garrett Riley for the Tigers. Clemson certainly has a lot of success. They could very well win the ACC, and if they do and make the playoff, then Klubnick's going to get a lot of Heisman consideration. Okay, one more question for the class here. Having consistency in your program with the same coaching staff will help you here. Who would like to take this one? Consistency with the coaching staff uh, helps out a lot here. Mm, okay, Ms. Hawksworth. I think it helps, but... Professor Egros, it's not a necessity as we saw last year. Uh, Caleb Williams won it, and Lincoln Riley was new at USC. So I'm going to say no. 
You are correct. The idea here involves finding outliers because you're trying to find the absolute best player in college football. You're not necessarily looking for trends. You're looking for outliers. So you're absolutely right here. Picking the Heisman has more to do with looking for outliers. And it's not just established upperclassmen who have heard the same voices and who have looked at the same playbook year after year after year. Not necessarily going after those guys, even though they may play very well. This isn't like a legacy honor. This is someone who can put together an elite year, and that is who wins the Heisman. And look, while upperclassmen tend to perform a little bit better and having consistency in the coaching staffs, that helps. Defenses can catch up. Variance may not be in a quarterback's favor. There may be more drop passes. You may have all sorts of random things. The injury bug may be a bit of a concern. So you need a lot of things to go right for you, including luck, but then you also need sort of this idea of catching lightning in a bottle, so to speak. That's one of the things you're looking for as far as finding a Heisman contender. Because there will be a lot of new faces leading highly touted programs, also being led by offensive coordinators in their first year at their respective position, two guys who I like, who fit this description. Carson Beck out of Georgia with new OC, familiar face of the Bulldogs, uh, Mike Bobo. Uh, he is back with the program, and so Carson Beck makes a lot of sense. But also Ohio State's Kyle McCord with recently promoted OC Brian Hartline. That's also a working relationship that may work out. And certainly someone who, hey, look, if Ohio State makes a run, makes a college football playoff, it'll be because Kyle McCord played well and he probably will deserve some Heisman consideration. So to review the three ideas here, you don't want to bet on the favorite. You want to look for teams in contention for the playoff. And you want to look for outliers like new offensive coordinators, maybe even new head coaches, and also players who may be bursting onto the scene. Maybe people don't know about them and the voters like a little bit of a surprise and that could put them very well over the top. So those are the three big lessons as far as betting for the Heisman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I love it. Thank you, Professor Igra. So, I did a little homework as you were talking, and a couple that I took a look at was what about Quinn Ewers out of Texas? If you think Texas could make the college football playoff, you can find him at 20 to 1, or Joe Milton with Tennessee at 30 to 1. Now, these are longer shots, um, but if they are able to make the college football playoff, I think they're rather intriguing, Professor Egros. Joe Milton for Tennessee is an intriguing one for me just because, yeah, I know Georgia uh, should very well shellac the SEC East, but it's also something where in years past we've seen one team absolutely dominate to the point where that second place team could very well be a top four team in the nation or maybe even a top two team mm -hmm. in the nation when LSU Alabama had that rematch more than a decade ago. Can Tennessee fit that description? It may depend a good bit on what Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, what they do out in the West. 
But we know that the offense can have a really high bar. And if Joe Milton's the guy for Tennessee, then that could very well fit that description. And look, the odds are a lot longer, I believe, because they have to go up against the Bulldogs. But they somehow pull off the upset. Maybe Georgia has just one loss, something like that. Then definitely you want to pounce. Oh, the other thing is, which team in the Pac-12 is getting into the college football playoff? Bo Nix and mm-hmm. Michael Penix, uh, they're right next to each other at 20 to 1, 17 to 1. So that could be another look if you want to bet on a Pac-12 school. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do believe that the Pac-12 will get a playoff contender and a playoff participant in. Uh, USC may be the obvious place, but look, there have been several quarterbacks over the years who have returned to school, received a lot of Heisman buzz, and wound up not winning the honor. We've only had one repeat champion for the Heisman in college football history. And though that trend in and of itself isn't reason to say, well, you can't bet on Caleb Williams here, you dig a little bit more deeply. And again, it goes back to that whole variance problem where everything has to go your way. I get that Williams is in a fantastic situation, but you've got a lot of other great quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Maybe they don't supplant Caleb Williams, but those defenses might challenge Caleb Williams. Maybe USC looks a little bit less impressive, but the resume is such where you have to put them in the college football playoff. And I think voters in general, because this is a human award, they like that element of surprise. They love talking about someone fresh and new and different and surprising. And that is not something that Caleb Williams will have this go around. I wonder, I think Paul is in detention, but he's just uh, being released now as we speak. But I know he's been high on Oregon State while we talk. There he is. Oh, and he's wearing his orange. Orange jumpsuit. (laughs) And for the beaver. Detention's really tough around these Um, parts. I know you're big on DJ. 100 to 1. Did you end up placing that bet? So it's funny because I'm not high on DJ, but I've looked at it because of like last year was not high on DJ, but I I've have to consider if I'm considering Oregon State to have a run in the Pac-12 and or possibly get into the playoff, I have to consider that number. Like almost mm-hmm. I'm I don't like it, but based on like some of the things I'm looking at, I. He is just so hard to watch sometimes. Like, am I, how, how does he like make this crazy leap to like looking efficient? I don't know. Like I'm going to have a lot of trouble pulling the trigger with that one. Um, Yeah. But the, the, the case is there, right? If I'm high on Oregon state or I think they're going to make a run or be competitive in the pac 12 and, or possibly flirt with the playoff. That's the bet. That's the most valid, the highest, the best value you're going to get on an Oregon state bet. So it's definitely certain certainly one to look at if you're considering them um, or any other, you know, PAC 12 team, PAC 12. I, you said like, who's going to get into the playoff. Yeah. Are they just going to eat themselves. Are they like, yes. are, like the schedule is like, crazy. I know. USC's end of season schedule is wild. Utah doesn't have a quarterback apparently. And then it's like a UCLA or Oregon state really going to get to the playoff. I mean, Washington with Penix, I guess maybe, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough out there. Projections I know, and don't I like feel Oregon bad either with Bo Nix. 
Yeah. And you'd and, love to yeah, see a no. Pac-12 school get in their last year yes. having this all together, but it feels <laughs> like they're just going to beat up on each other. I mean, the schedules for those teams, the TV rating should be good, but I don't know if that yeah, helps yeah. the team getting into the college football playoff. So real quick, and we're kind of up against it, but I mean, with the the playoff committee, the way the Pac-12 is it's basically gone. Will that work right. against them if a team is on the bubble? If it's between a second Big Ten or SEC team and or a Pac-12 team, it's like, well, that conference is done anyway. Just something I thought Might of be now. the opposite. That's what I thought. Maybe the opposite. Like, let's let's give them let's go out on top. You know, one la- yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I don't know these people how they operate, so that's how I would do it. It's their last also- shot, you know. Geography is also supposed to matter. It, it hasn't for some years, but I want to say it's in the byline. Maybe it's still there where you want to have certain geographic components, a little bit of diversity and who gets chosen. Sometimes it's chosen for you, but if you do have some teams on the cusp, West Coast possibility, no one else is going to be nearby. That may be something that goes to a West Coast team's advantage. So we'll find out. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we're going off the board right here on the BetQL Network.